The long night has ended, the fog has lifted, and the Rewind Reviews is here to sift through the wreckage. Welcome along to a very special show where we are delivering our all-important player ratings for Game of Thrones Battle of Winterfell. Who lived up to expectation? Who bottled it on the big day? We'll be running our eye over what Dave Jones would surely describe as an enthralling encounter. What do we say to the god of death? Not today. What do we say to the god of death? If this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to our Balls.e podcast feed on all good podcast platforms. You'll find our Avengers Endgame review and, of course, plenty of top quality sports content, including our weekly GEA and rugby podcasts. My name is Mark Farley and I am joined by Mick McCarthy and Donny Mahoney. Mick, can you describe the emotions flowing through your veins right now? Oh, like I've got ice run through my veins here right now. Like I'm cool and ready to recap. But like when I was watching it on seven o'clock on Monday morning, I don't know if I could describe uh, myself as in any way cam. I actually did check my heart rate on my Fitbit at one stage and it was remarkably high for somebody sitting on their arse in, in, the, <laughs> in their sitting room. Um, but yeah, what an what a, what a, what a amazing, amazing 90 minutes of television. Donnie, I actually can't were, believe it was TV. Danny, you were spotted running around Dublin at three o'clock in the morning trying to unwind and get rid of all that adrenaline. Have you calmed down? It took me a long time to fall asleep last night. It was a long night for me because <laughs> I, I watched the show at 9.30 and was just not able to f- even think of going to sleep at once. It was over around 11. Uh, brain melted. Just so much anxiety and fear and nervousness. Mm. And just a, having to do with player ratings. Yeah, well, so much pressure here. It's the the maiden uh, voyage for this for this podcast, uh, at least in a Game of Thrones context. And there there was just so much to, you know, there was just so much building and building and building. And literally, I think the amazing part of that episode is, you know, you just didn't really know where it was going towards or how what resolution we were heading into. And then just those kind of crazy last two or three minutes. Mm. I got to the point where. The odds were so far against them that the get out was taken away. So the assumption going into this episode was that, you know, they would lose the battle, but the war would fight on. And you got to the point, you know, that they maybe escape on the dragons or whatever and go to the Iron Islands and regroup and there's some plan would come up to eventually yeah. kill the Night King. It got to the point in that episode where you're thinking that can't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. This is either some mad twist where everything goes wrong and they lose and we have three episodes to deal with the consequences of that, or they somehow ma- get out of this, you know? And it was like, how is that going to happen? And it wasn't with Jon Snow running around playing hide-and-seek with the dragon. No, but there was a thing where... Now, I didn't want to get into this straight away, that we'd be hot-taking. Let's do it. Doing hot-takes within yeah. three minutes at the start of the show. But there is... Like, it was obviously an incredible episode, brilliant TV, but did they bottle it a little bit? Because we're about to go through player ratings here, where... Pretty much everybody's still alive, and we'd expected half of them to be culled. And there's also that thing of like, if you look through all the moments, I've been kind of saying this to you the last couple of weeks, where I was, I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, it's not the same show it used to be because what made it so amazing at the start was that you just could not predict what was going to happen. And every time you thought of something, they'd throw a curveball and they'd go in a different direction. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, in that moment in the garden, where it's like, right, well, John can't get get to get to Bran. What's going to happen here? We're doomed. And he reaches for the sword. I'm like, Arya, Arya's about to kill him because mm. they'd set it up later on in the episode. Then he turns around and grabs it by the throat. Now, old Game of Thrones, you just mm-hmm. would have killed her and that'd be the end of it. New Game of Thrones, 
she gets the win everything that was foreshadowed happens it's the perfect like one that you can the one I think you can kind of compare it to is Oberon Martel where it's kind of like Tyrion's in a corner we're all wondering how the hell is he going to get out of this he can't fight a you know he can't uh, do death you know what was it tried by combat yeah then Oberon turns out to be absolutely class. You're like, oh my God, we're going to win this. He's over him. He's got. He's about to get the victory. And then all of a sudden, legs are swept, swept from under him and his skull's crushed. Exact same storyline here. They're backed into a corner. How are they going to win it? <gasps> Arya out of nowhere. She's class. Unbelievable. And then just as the legs are about to be swept from under her in terms of the Night King grabbing her throat, mm-hmm. a lot of body parts going on here, uh, she actually just gets the victory. Okay, there's another way of looking at that though. There's two, two things I want to say. The whole episode is that it's like you know that you know the the it looks the Night King's on top. Everything that they yeah. throw at him isn't working, and then this one looks like that's happened as well. And the twist is that she is has a, an incredibly incredible move. I'm actually doing Arya's player rating, so you can imagine what the number <laughs> is. But like an incredible move to switch hands, and it was only on the second time I watched it that I realized that she meant that, as opposed to I thought she reacted to dropping yeah. the the um the blade. dagger yeah. but actually she let it out of her hand knowing she couldn't use her left caught it with the right and went in and it was an amazing move like you know what a, a, a goal worthy of winning any game really like you know mm-hmm. um but right so and the other thing is that like we are at the end game now like there isn't room for any of the kind of like the the, the the kind of cruel twists of fate anymore and we've been building up these characters it's not a case of bottling I don't think it's just that the ones that we've done this journey with we've done this journey with them for eight seasons and they've been built up for a reason there's a yeah. reason these characters are still in it it's not a case of you can just go and kind of kill off everybody now their stories are almost too important there is rules of television that actually still need to apply well, they do need an ending you know now Brienne I think probably could have had that ending last week I think yeah. that's fair enough, and maybe one or two others. But Arya has been built for this for the whole time, and the whole point of it is that everything about her character storyline has been leading up to this. Her her ability to be stealth and to get in there, which is something people are complaining about, is that the only character you can believe would do that was yeah. her. Her, the fact that she's underestimated, the fact that she can use the two hands, the fact that she, you know, everything about her training and her storyline to get there, which people were kind of annoyed about two seasons ago because they just thought it was boring, was all leading up to yeah. her being this person. You gotta, you gotta wonder... I'll give you Arya, right? But you've mm. got to wonder, like, anybody who's in that sort of main battle in the castle, in the courtyard, like, how does one-handed Jamie survive the Death Army for, exactly. like, for all that time? How does Sam, like, completely out of his depth, just sort of endure out there? Mm. Um, Look. How, how does Pod... I mean, but, like what that battle was setting up was that there was nowhere to hide and there was no luck. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I like I thought the show for where where it was set up last week, it really I thought they would be a little bit more merciless with just like taking these characters away if this enemy was as fearsome as they as they were billed to be and as they seem to be in that episode. I was just surprised if they didn't go that far. Yeah. yeah. We do have three episodes to go and another war to come and I'm just like they do also need some of these characters. There might not True. be enough. I think Brienne Pod I think like Ed going was probably about right. I think Sir Jorah, as hard as it was, was probably the right time for him. I don't know who else though. Like Jamie, I think still has a huge part to play in this story. You have to sacrifice yeah. a little bit of realism. The only for thing him, is, you know? I'm wondering is with Jamie and with the Hound and all these, all these Hound, theories one and all these things that this is going to happen, that this is going to happen. If they just end up happening in the last three episodes, it is going to kind of be a bit of an anticlimax. But that might be like you say, it's just that. Now we're at the stage where it isn't surprises because one of the reasons, like say, I'm just arguing against myself here, but with Arya 
coming out of the dark and that she expected it to happen in that maybe you only expected for 30 seconds before it happened that's 30 it seconds. Yeah. but at the same time you don't just expect it because they had the sort of the obvious the, the thing you see in all American TV shows and films is like that sort of spelling it out with Melisandre a few minutes before like going remember when I told you you were going to yeah. shut eyes forever blue eyes and then she runs yeah. away but it's also because like you said is that it made sense it made sense that Arya would be the one to come out of the darkness yeah. but it wasn't going to be John but it was only 30 seconds before yeah. it was only when you realised John wasn't getting there yeah. that like we were watching at home we both went Arya yeah, you know, but it wasn't the whole way. I'd forgotten about that scene. You know, there was yeah. too much happening. But it did look shit cool yeah. as well. And the Night King, <laughs> the, the Night King dying, and maybe I might start in with player ratings. The Night King dying, I think, was a legitimate surprise. It I, was, yeah. you know, like I, I really didn't think they would build him up so much, and you know, this whole slow march just to sort of wipe him away. Like it was his only appearance in the season. Uh, what was he about? We still there's so many questions with what he was doing and. Uh, just this mystery, like, and he's just kind of wiped away in you, one sort of appearance. His, Do you have him, son? I just think I was explained, like, he, his, 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 it was explained in two bits. It was explained in the scene where Bran saw him be created, which was the children of the forest. Men were attacking them, trying to end them. They created him to end, to kill men, to mm-hmm. kill, like, the land of men, the world of men. And, you know, they lost control of what he was, and his entire mission was to end mankind. For want of a better word, well, and that's that, what is it. If that was his mission, why was he just like just casually strolling through the forest, like having a look at the at the dude uh, brand? Like, what if he was actually like he seemed for somebody whose main mission was to destroy all of humanity? Seemed surprisingly casual in that sort of this, in that build up. Yeah, I was about to say arrogance, and I think this is the perfect opportunity to get into our player ratings. Yeah. So you've uh, got the Night King. Yeah, I've had, I've got the Night King. I mean, I think you've got to be brutally honest about how bad the Night King was in this episode, and I, I've I've wagered him in at a four. A four, four, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you could give him a, a zero, I suppose. He walked in, he wasn't like he's has this air of invincibility about him, and he got basically killed in the most uh, kind of arrogant and mindless way possible, completely like just forgetting about to watch his back you know mm. and it was so casual in the whole thing but then i think you've got to say well he had some good moments um you know he the the moves he did to sort of just uh bring the the army of the dead through the fire that he was doing some good stuff there controlling yeah. everybody but what was he doing in that in that last dramatic scene so um casual his and also his bros what are they at yeah like one, they, of, them, they, they one had, of them got a, a wisp of uh, wind and turned yeah. the other way which is aria's move from the library where she obviously made a bit of noise going the opposite way made them all look that yeah. way terrible it's terrible like, yeah. they have wingmanship one, they literally have one job and it's to make sure that nobody comes uh across the back to stop the night king yeah. and like they don't that's all they have to do in the whole episode um also night king uh, do a better job on your dragon. Like he he falls down. Also, his throw with the spear um, missed. Mm, you yeah. know, he all kinds of instances where this guy who really has been built up as like um, you know the great like this unbeatable force. Really, I don't I don't think he turned up at all. I think what saves dominated him from the a, game up until the last yeah, minute. Exactly. Though. I think what saves him from zero is I thought his tactics gone into the match. He had his tactics spot on. Yeah. Um, like I thought compared to. Yeah, the livings was incredible yeah. and that's where it's like I've got Khaleesi in my player ratings and I think they're very com- comparable characters mm-hmm. and I think both of them I actually have uh, Khaleesi down as 4 out of 10 as well oh that's harsh both of them 
I thought were uh, defined by arrogance. Really? And I thought, in one way, Khaleesi gets the bump above. Maybe she's a five. She gets a bump above the Night King because she's still alive. Uh, but that's all that separates them. Oh, because if you look at the Night King's planning was better. His tactics going into it were a lot better. Khaleesi, the only thing that might save Khaleesi... Can you call her Daenerys? Yeah. I don't, where, where, she hasn't been Khaleesi since like season two. Right, Daenerys. Rather the name Khaleesi. It sounds okay, nice. Okay, fine. But uh, Daenerys, the only thing that might save her is, and this is something that I kind of um, wanted to bring up here because it might give her a bit, bit, bit of a boost in the ratings, is uh, was it her fault or John's fault that they didn't bring the jag- dragons fault. out at the start? John's, John's fault. Yeah, jo- but then again, they had the plan that was to wait for the Night King and to lure him into some kind of trap so he couldn't just walk in unaided to Bran and that they were going to stay out of it and it was a trap and they were luring him in and Daenerys said fuck that plan the dead are already here let's go and then they went so you can look at it both ways it's like was it a bad plan in the first place which cost John I'm doing John it does but should Daenerys have stuck to a plan if the plan is there and they only needed to kill one man Mm. or White Walker or whatever he is but then then that also it's a bad plan from the get go like, Absolutely. why send the Dothraki out to get slaughtered? The poor Dothraki. Why not send everybody down the south? Why keep everybody in the crypts? Just go, you yeah. go on down there, because all we need is Bran. He's coming for Bran. But, but surely it's John who's making these path. decisions. He's the guy who's fought all these battles in this in the north. He knows the region. He knows the lay of the land outside of Winterfell. I think Khaleesi's like, I got my army and my dragons, but I'm going to le- I'm gonna like lean on you here, John, yeah. to sort of tell me how, the best way to, to fight this battle. And I thought... Khaleesi totally redeemed herself in those last scenes where she's on the ground. She picks up that sword. She's killing dudes. She's doing her <laughs> Never camp. wielded a sword in her life. Yeah. She, she was and also, was that the Night King's thing that he threw? No, it no. was just no. a, it's okay. just a, a, just a sword that she, I, glass know, dagger, yeah. I think she went missing mid-game. She wasn't seen for scenes upon She end. saved John when he made when he yeah, decided to go sa- after the Night King on his own again, the same as he did the Battle of the yeah. Bastards. Yeah. She saved John, but then she sat there. No, that was a bad move. It was yeah. bad dragon management. Yeah, she yeah. was like just glory, glory hunted, like around looking mm. going, Jesus, I did a great job here, didn't I? And then she just got go. her dragon nearly killed and then herself nearly killed and then Jorah Mormont died because of her. Well, that was I know that it was did like any, an heroic thing and they're both there did fighting anyone each see other. A moment but he was out there to get her, to save her. She somebody was came from her and she totally threw Jorah in front of her. Yeah. Did, did that happen or did yeah. I imagine it? Because I watched it twice and I wasn't sure either time. Yeah. It's like she's I didn't not, want to believe it. She's not willing it. to take responsibility. She's passing the book on to somebody else. I don't You're know. You're going to follow that I thought she had man. a good game. I thought she... she, she I have her... I have six. John with a higher score than you gave to Daenerys and I thought Daenerys was better than John in this episode. Yeah, well, I would have... If I had John, I would have had John very low. Okay. Um, John around three, I think. Okay, yeah. well, I, well, we'll I move think, on to John then, will we? Yeah, well, we'll, maybe we'll settle... I'd give her a five. Okay. How would you say about five? Yeah. She's a bit a step above the Night King. She's still alive. I have her. But at I still six. like the other thing is I know you're saying she's lent on John. She's leaning on John and all this for and it, that, that a lot of his was his fault. But at the same time, then was that all that wise? Because she's built. She's taken seven seasons to build up these yeah. two armies of the Dothraki and the Unsullied, and now they're gone. She's, well, an, ex- she's an experienced player as well. She is. She's many. She's won many's a battle. Won. Yeah. Conquered many's a land. You know, she's been queen of many's a place. Compared, like, the, I think next episode you're going to see people with a lot of split loyalties between, say, like Sansa in the north and Khaleesi. But if you're if you're just like a regular dude in in this place, you look Khaleesi's out there fighting. Yeah. Sansa's down in the crypt. Like, fair play to Khaleesi. She's doing her thing. You know, she's not a seasoned warrior. She almost lost her her dragon, which was, I think, a terrible, terrible bit of dragon management, as you said. But I, like, I think. 
she she worked through her own imperfections. She also put herself into position to like I know it, we knew nothing was going to happen because it was like forty five minutes into a two hour show, but she put herself into position to get the Night King yeah. with the Dragonfire, which we didn't know wasn't going to work. But again, was arrogance. She put she she rather than bringing the fire in the Night King and then getting the hell out of there, she just sat again admiring. And her could work. have got him killed. With could the have spear. got yeah. if the Night King had to throw that as he said his throw was off, yeah. and also if you had to do it while the flames were still raging. It would have come out. It would have been a, a spear out of nowhere, and that would have been the end of it. That's true. Uh, maybe she. Maybe it's a, five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Well, that gives me an ability to give because I think your player ratings have been harsh so far. Because I have to, like, you know, I'm just a positive person. They did win the game, yeah. and I'm giving Jon Snow a lucky five out of ten. And the reason is, look, now I have to be honest, right? The reason is they got here to the final. They they won the game in the end, and they did it without their best player. But their best player, they wouldn't have been in this position without yeah. Jon Snow, and he he's got them to this to this stage. Now, I mean, he's he's had some lucky moments along the way, and he's been bailed out a few times. But Jon Snow is the reason that everybody's there because he's the only one in the entire eight years that took this threat seriously. Nobody else thought that the 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 army of the dead were going to be in this position mm-hmm. at the end of this at the end, except for John. He's the reason that they're all there, and he gets a little bit of credit for this. But unfortunately, these are player ratings for this battle alone and yeah. this episode yeah. alone. It's only the ninety minutes that we have to yeah. judge. He sure, reminded me of Keith again. Andrews against Spain in the Euros in twenty ten. He okay. had a decent tournament. He was one of the, he was he tried hard, but ultimately we were going nowhere. What was he doing with the dragon? Yeah, towards the end, what, like was, was, what was his thinking? What was his like? Did I think he, that was just pent up frustration. I think so that, that was, was a, one of the maddest things I've ever yeah. seen. So we're that was. I think that's one of those things where you can't separate what the show was trying to do from what the character we're judging is because it's all the same. But you know, <laughs> there was so much tension built up in John has to be the one to get there. John has to be the one to get there. How is he going to get there? And it was just this ludicrous thing where he just kept coming out from behind the rock and running back in behind it again. <laughs> And I just, I've never seen it. And it must have happened 50 times. But with the music slowed down and so quiet and everything, oh, I just thought that was phenomenal television for the last 10 minutes of that. But anyway, back to John's ratings. Uh, like, you know, he crashed his dragon, never good. Uh, bumped into his own player mid-sky. Uh, yeah, when yeah. he, re- you know, he couldn't really deal with the conditions. I didn't think he played that well. Um, Can we like, talk? Sorry, you're... Game, you're talking through a Game of Thrones notebook, which I yeah. think yeah. listeners obviously can't see, but like an it's actual kind of notebook that has winter is coming on the front of it, and a wolf um, would have been dead if not for uh, Daenerys. And one of the reasons for that as well is because when he went to chase the Night King on foot, which is the second time he's done this kind of ludicrous, I'm off on my own, I don't care, ah, moment, right? When he went to do that, the Night King stopped and very slowly raised the dead. In the meantime, John stopped and waited for all that to happen, where he easily could have, it took ages for those lads to wake up. They have to open their eyes, they have to look around, do the slow camera shot, then they stand up, and they're kind of shit anyway, those dead soldiers. Like, there's a lot of them, which is the problem, but, you know, you can run through a few of them. He could have killed, he could have chopped his head off in that time. I don't want to get into this man and discussing him for too long that I'm about to mention. But Jon Snow would give me... He had all the hallmarks of a man that was coached by Roy Keane in a, in a modern game that maybe Roy Keane is not fully grasping at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because Jon was, you know, all heart, but no no system. He, had, he, he didn't adhere to any system, really. He was just going to go... He would go gung-ho, running around yeah. like a headless chicken... Where it's like, you know, you need to be, you need to have a bit of discipline. Yeah, it's not all just about being the hard man. Uh, a couple of other negative things about him, right? He didn't 
I don't understand that the fact that he's all about the dragon now and he's left he his best warrior in the field, Ghost, is out on his own with the Dothraki. Well keep Ghost close to him. He's gonna do a better job. He's 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 gonna protect them and help them. I think we gotta maybe blame the dog there. Well, no, John can, John tells the dog what to do. I'm sure. Ghost well, doesn't just wander out to Sajora. Well, there's a lot to organize in in the battle. We don't we haven't seen John and the dog talking. Or you well, know. that's the problem. I don't understand. He's I think he's turned into a Targaryen. He's forgotten about Ghost. Um, just on the positive sides of him, he did kill the, when he was running through the gates into the castle to try and go get Bran. He did kill ten people in a row, ten <laughs> ten uh, whites in a row, okay. um, pretty easily, and then locked a load of them out when he closed the doors, yeah. which kind of bought a little bit of respite. That wasn't bad. That was his one pre- pretty high moment. He was still there, thereabouts towards the end. He was he, he wouldn't have been that far away. He was shouting at the the the, yeah. the dragon. Hopefully thinking that that new tactic might have worked we don't know if it would have because he died beforehand so it's I'm going to give him five it's amazing to think that the hu- humanity could win this battle with two of their you know star performers really yeah. having I would say sort of average to it's why you need a good squad though I also think it's why John deserves a bit of credit or as we said that he got them there and he got them I think he sort of you, you know you give a man a fish to eat for a day you teach a man to fish to eat for a lifetime John fostered the belief, I think, in the likes of Arya and these others. He gave her needle. Yeah, exactly. Who, yeah, um, but yeah, I just wonder, like, what was he? Th- I think that there, there, the Khaleesi romance. I think it just it was sort of fraying nerves, and I think that's why you don't see inter ro- inter squad romances in yeah. in a lot of teams. He'd been building up to this battle for since we started this, watching the show, yeah. and this was his this was his baby more than anybody else's. Yeah. He like he's been building up for this. He froze on the big occasion. Yeah. Quite literally in the sky at one stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and luckily he was bailed out by his own sister. Yeah. Or, or no, actually not his sister his anymore. Cousin. Sorry for having <laughs> yeah. his sister and or his cousin and his aunt. Did you <laughs> in make terms you, of when he fell off the or when he was getting killed by the whites, about to get killed by the Am whites. I being too generous with five? No, I think it's no. fair. I mean he did like if he's not there Yeah. Um yeah, they definitely they definitely lose much in, in war. Yeah, he way. did slow down the Night King yeah. as well. He's also what, you know. Let's not forget that there were his tactics that meant that the Night King ended up in the Weirwoods. Yeah, yeah. Like, he did mm, devise tactics. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose maybe. <laughs> just quickly before we get into some of the other main players, I just want to list off a few people here. Right, we've got Jamie, Brianne, Tormund, Pod, Gendry, uh, Gilly, and Sir Davos. I think. We can all give them a six out of ten, maybe. Didn't really feature yeah. in the episode. I dropped Davos. Davos. Maybe I would say four, yeah, I thought so. this was Davos's kind of worst performance yeah. in the in the whole run of the show. I mean, I know he's famed for not really being a good soldier and not yeah. really getting stuck in in these kind of games. But um, you know, if he had his way, I think he would have beheaded Melisandre right when he saw her. If if yeah, there wasn't like, cost her to, cost him the game. Yeah, like that would have been it. And like what somehow he survived the fight but where is he where was he the whole time like he was just yeah. sort of like he was standing on top of the walls at, shouting at people to open and close the gates this is an important role don't get me wrong but Davos I thought I was let yeah. down by him he stood there watching Arya in awe as she killed a load of people it was like maybe help her, give her this help. is a battle yeah. for the living you know who, like, what are you doing, trying to do here I thought okay, though no. he went in with, he had two jobs to do like it was a very you know it was a restricted role he was given open and the gates to, to open the gates and signal when they were meant to light the trenches yeah. and he did both well well I, like the, 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 they didn't light the trenches the, the Sandra had to bail him out now she could yeah. have had no head if it was up to him and like to, in fairness like, although he did let her pass it wasn't as if he 
someone else stopped him. Mm, it's, he seems to be auditioning for a role as like an air traffic controller in the Westeros airport or something. And I guess he would have passed that test, but he, he wasn't very, uh, didn't seem very reliable in trying to find alternative fire tactics. And I've got one last point on him as well. I thought, one, he was very lucky to get the second last shot in the episode, uh, considering his contribution. And secondly, was like, what was he thinking there? Melisandre's coming out. He's a, she promised me she was going to die tonight. And he goes for a sword. It's like, yeah. surely you've been through enough now that you could leave this till the morning. Mm. You know, I mean, something bigger has just happened here. And now I know she killed a little girl. I'm not saying she shouldn't answer for those crimes. But yeah. let it go for one night, Davos. Bigger priorities here. Is it Was his head in the game? If that's what he was thinking about? Maybe Four out of ten. Four out of ten. The rest are sixes. And uh, let's move on to some more standout performers. We had a few surprise acts, I thought, on the night. Mm. That, but some of them maybe, I think, there are two people in particular. Leanna Mormont and Melisandre. Mm. Lady Mormont, I don't think was much of a surprise to you, Donnie. You were expecting big I, things. I had a feel. Now, look, I did stupidly open Instagram on Monday morning and I saw like some kind of a Leanna Mormont meme. And I just knew something was afoot with her. But, I mean, she really has been, I think, one of the best characters in the show since she was introduced. So fun and so badass. Um, and she was really, when you think of all, a lot of the time given to like the more annoying characters on the show, Theon and these guys, it was great to see that, um, Leanna, you know, actually, you know, she had, she was so tough and just out there when like all the lads hiding in the crypts and there, she's just out there fighting dudes, you know, um, great to see her death scene killing that giant. Really sad to see her go. Don't know what happens with the Mormons now. Or is there like... Um, mm, what like is who's the, in charge the future of House Mormont? Yeah, but like I just thought her her whole... Like that scene with the giant totally epitomized her character. And, and I guess also maybe I think there's like a sort of a feminist thing with this show now in a way. You think of all the like the, the women who are in charge and there's just so much... I, I thought she was just uh, really, really brilliant. And, yeah. Because one of the things that made her so popular was that she was so, like, kind of pure and loyal and sort of beyond her years in kind of, but also kind of, like, from the mouth of babes in that she wasn't kind of, like, bothered with all the politics. She mm. just wanted to do the, the obvious right thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, until her last breath, she was there she fighting was for that. Like, yeah. And out of 10, Donny? Oh, I think she's an 8. An 8? Yeah. Ah, Interesting. Go on. Also, sorry, just with that, by killing that giant, like, that was a massive thing. Who was going to do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. You that know, giant was causing mayhem yeah who, nobody was going to stop him so like who knows which character she saved by take by taking one for the team melisandra an unexpected uh player she was brought into the starting lineup at a very late stage yeah, yeah. Uh, she arrived after the game and started yeah. <laughs> but uh i've got notes on her here right yeah and i've got i've simply written two th- three things first of all i had nine out of ten written which yeah. is basically when she lit the fire start, uh, lit all the dothraki's weapons on fire then I've got Shane Long exclamation mark, mm-hmm. which I presume was that she was on fire. Shane Long. Uh, <laughs> I went 10 out of 10. And that was because of the fact that she was played such a key role in motivating Arya yeah. to go and kill the Night King. Yeah. I thought she, she gave was the a assist. key player. Yeah. 100%. Arya wouldn't have had the idea if not for that. Yeah. That's the assist and it's the most important. It's the second most the important Iniesta, thing that happened. Iniesta to Arya's Messi. Yes. But, similar- but she did struggle a little bit with the fire. And she was losing a little bit of confidence in herself. I think it's just enough to knock her down to nine. She, had a she only got there at the last second. Yeah. It would be hard to give her ten, I think. And the Dothraki fire, why did she do it if it was going to be useless? Yeah, she should, you think with her magic she would have known that. 
but and I also very harsh, similar yeah. to I'm John just, like, knocking off one point. Similar to John Snow, where you look at like the work that uh, he would have done to, before the game, getting the team to the stage. Her contribution in previous episodes, I would find very problematic and very like just one of the worst characters mm. I would have She's thought. a filthy player, like a real yeah. bad disciplinary record. Yeah, and then... And under- She's only back from suspension, like, for the final. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> underneath, like, underneath that jersey, you know there's, like, a very dark heart and some, like, a very terrifying personality. I don't uh, know. I think everything she did, like... There are dirty players and then there are players who have good intentions and they're, they're misguided in what they do. And she was misguided. She foresaw a battle, a massive battle in the north in Winterfell. She thought it was the one that Stannis was in and that's why she thought he was the promise, the prince that was promised. But she just, she, she misunderstood and really what she had seen was this battle. She also had begged, she begged Sir Davos to say, she said, I can be of use to you here. It was, let's not forget that it was, it, it, it was Davos and John and the likes who, cast her aside they had no faith in her mm-hmm. now maybe some of the responsibility has to fall back on them for not trusting in what they had I may be thinking you know this this person has talents if we can just rein in these other problems that we might see the, potential the, issues the ch- ch- child murder yeah I'm yeah, very scarred yeah. by the episode where she's naked and uh, when she's coming on with John whatever season that is that's I think just was too much for me but you, are you happy enough to give her 9 out of 10 no Eight. Oh, oh on, no, I, I'm a solid nine. I think yeah. it's more closer to nine and a half. She was crucial. 2v1 and we'll be here all day. But hold on, don't do, get to isn't it weird that they just sort of left her out and then she just turns up for this? Like, it seems I don't know. I fully well, she ex- knew when it was happening. Yeah. And I kind of gone into the show and this isn't, this is like nothing to do with reading theories or anything, just my own hunch. I fully expected her to be involved somehow. And when the you could see the horse coming in the distance yeah, yeah. it was like this is she's very present the right in the um in the photos like the the like the cast photos that oh, yeah. you see on certain streaming websites a few other uh pretty prominent players here but maybe not you know standouts from out of the match uh the hound thought he froze on the big occasion yet again mm-hmm. he's got a you know he's afraid of fire yeah and if you're going into a match where there's going to be a lot of fires it's it's going to stand against it. Maybe he should have sat this one out. Although he did come good in the end I don't in know, terms yeah. of how he saved Arya. I think that's a, that he started off very strong. Yeah, the fire killed him, knocked him out of the game for a long, long time. There was a lot of uh, Beric the Dragon going clickin. I know clickin. Yeah. You know, uh, so there's a lot of that. But then when when Arya was brought back in as the person he needed to save, he was there for her, and he yeah. he absolutely got her to the point as well. Just as much as Melisandre, I think he actually had a good game. He just he just fell out of it in the middle he, a little bit. I give him a seven. You, you got to look at the whole ninety minutes. Killed there. a lot. Of I was I was going to go with a six. You're to the same uh, vote six here. Six and a half. I think. Six point five. Six and a half. Right. Uh, speaking of Beric, Beric thought he had a very. He had a poor start to the game. Mm. I mean, his trick is having a sword that lights on fire. And Melisandre completely took that. Like, you know, she just went, here's another thousand swords on fire. (laughs) So it was kind of like, I think that shook his confidence a little bit. (laughs) And uh, it took him a while to recover. Also, the fact that he had one eye, his peripheral vision. We all know he hasn't got great vision. Um, But I thought, come the end, both in terms of saving Arya and also... the the way he was able to motivate the hound like it takes that sometimes he, he emerges a real leader Clicking. sometimes not by what you can do with you know in play but just the fact that you can bring others into the game yeah. like you did with the hound fair point great motivator yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna, and, he, and he obviously he died for the cause so I was going to give yeah. him a 7 can I actually say one thing that's outside of player ratings and the, a couple of deaths that were kind of like slow and you were expecting the last words it's like go get the murk 
Khaleesi or something like that. They didn't do it. I thought that was an interesting choice. It was like as if you were waiting for it and they were going, oh, they just never said anything. I thought it was good. Mm. Good choice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Seven? Seven. Uh, Seven for Beric. Nah, no, no, six. Uh, he's a, six is a good score in this game. Right, we go with six. So he's got less. He's let, Despite the fact that he saved Arya and brought oh, no, Hound into the game, he's, he's got less than that. He saved people but, by dying as well. Like. Yeah, he did seven. die though. You know, like, I mean, surely you lose a point for dying. And especially someone like him who dies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can't even say. We're going to be here all day, but right. we cannot give Beric a worse rating than the Hound. So if we're going six out of ten, also, the Hound is down to five point five. No, his, his tactic when he was like holding his his hands out to keep the dead people away, like he was leaving loads of space underneath his two arms. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the dead people are stupid, lads. They're only yeah. Did you notice the one in the library looked very like David Bowie? That's true, young David in Bowie. his tin white Duke era. Actually, this is the brought back all the dead celebrities. Look at <laughs> I'm I'm going here. I'm going seven out of ten for Beric. Fine, because we need to have him higher than the Hound. And I'm it's your it's your one to choose. Yeah. Anyway, you had Derek. So uh, Beric. I did. Derek. Yeah. Derek. <laughs> <laughs> right, Derek. Uh, Dolores Ed. I'm going to give him. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do here. He saved Sam, but at the same time he didn't last very long, and he had poor tactics. Yeah. Aside from that, the fact that he got killed straight away after yeah. that, he didn't last. I gave him a five out of ten. I think so. Uh, he, okay. he didn't last very long. He didn't last yeah. long enough, but he did say so. Can he I was almost yeah, a lot back long to the hound. I forgot that yeah. I actually, I actually wrote it down. He had the quote of the episode in his performance where Beric was asked to come on. He went, "Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> we can't beat them. Can't you see that, you stupid whore? We're fighting death. You can't beat death." But that, like, surely that what, bumps up a point. No, well, it doesn't bump up a point. Line of the fucking episode in an episode with no on, talking. Hold on a minute. When his team relied upon him and needed him. He threw his ties out of the pram. That can't get you an extra point. Of course it can. Can't you see that, you stupid whore? <laughs> Moving on. Grey Worm. Solid performance. Yeah. Going to give him a six out of ten as well. He probably should have went in with the Looked other one. rattled. But I thought he did look a bit rattled. But at the same time, I thought he organised the defence well. Yeah. You could yeah. see, you know, he didn't give any, left no gaps at the back for them to get back into. That's the, a sacrifice had, for those. Yeah, they sort of had to climb the wall to get in. He, he protected the Solid game. defensive midfield performance by him, yeah. I think. Like, yeah, and definitely. like that... If it, the unsolid weren't there, I think that everyone's gone. Yeah, and he was also, I think, probably top of the list in terms of the or shortest odds for who was not for going gone. to survive yeah. the episode yeah, before yeah, yeah. going into it, along with him and Brianne. Um, a couple of other ones here to run through: uh, Sansa, Tyrion, uh, Bran as well. Uh, Sansa and Tyrion, I suppose. You know, six out of ten, no, five no, out of three ten. Three out of ten for Tyrion. Do you think that's my one to pick? Yeah, absolutely. I really watched it. It was just like a pathetic performance. Here, like real hero complex at the start. That he thought he could have, like, I want to go out there and fix it. You know, like really acting like a baby. And then, like, what did he do then? Just drink wine and crack jokes. Not even good jokes. Like, hid behind the whatever it was with Sansa. Fell in love with his ex. Never a good move. Um, you know, like just really kind of like nothing yeah. performance yeah. from a big player. You expect more from him on a stage like this. And really, like I mean, he was dropped, so it's not entirely his fault. Like I mean, he yeah. was left out of the team. Yeah. But for his for what we saw of him, I would say three. I look, I don't think he like surely Tyrion, as someone with the battle experience he's had, could have went up and killed a few of those crypt lads. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe well, right. You saw me on that Sansa though. I think Sansa so showed good leadership yeah, in knowing her capabilities and yeah. her team's capabilities. Absolutely, I agree. You know, it took it actually. It's one of those, as she said herself, the bravest thing to do was to look at the look at the truth in the face and say that there's nothing we can do here. Yeah, she could have ran out, and it would have been stupid. It would have no. been like going out in a, in a high press 
and sending one person up or two people going up. You need to do it in an organized fashion if you're doing it at all. And she decided against it, which I think was wise. She was going to sit back and soak up the pressure. Although, again, I think you just have to take at least two points off anybody who decided going into the crypt was a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think she did sort of, was a bit cowardly that she was the only person with some dragon glass down there. And she decided to hide, to hide when yeah. all the other women and children were being slaughtered by the... <laughs> yeah. By I the think whites. there was more dragon glass, wasn't there? There wasn't I, much down there. Yeah, no, there wasn't okay. a whole pile. And how, yeah. like, these dead people, they're so selective with who they kill. Like, there was, uh, is it Varus? And he had some people kind of in a corner and the lads are behind the tomb. Like, how, yeah. it just seemed very selective I think, in that crypt. I think those, those in the crypt didn't have the mash preparation. They didn't the have older, the training. They, you could see that they weren't the tactics that they employed were like just sort of I'm going to mosey around here in the yeah. middle they didn't play it the it was like at a, all it was they like a, the, yeah. it was like a legends game you know when you see yeah. like the Ireland versus yeah, Liverpool they weren't, able, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't <laughs> moving freely um, I, who else have we got here like there's someone I want to talk about I've been holding them off I think this might be the right time to come in because we're about to get down to some of the main the last two main people really but just before that I thought and I have him down here I had him Samuel Tarley Zero out of ten. What? Zero out of ten. <laughs> he did yeah. a lot of crying. He, he was a liability. Right? You, like, how he many knew times, that going in. Though. How many times did he have to be saved? He knew that going in. Why yeah. did he go in? Why did he go in? As Santa what was said, he sometimes there? the bravest thing is to look truth in the face and know that you're, not, you're just not good enough. He and from the very first whistle... <laughs> He was clearly not up for it. <laughs> what he about was, when he was lying on his back, stabbing your man in the stomach when John looked at him? That was very funny. Surely he gets a point for that. He was no, wet. he gets no points. Listen, the first the scene like opened with him. your man in the stomach yeah. as he was lying on the, the ground crying. Would have been handed, or the show opened with him being handed spirit and him terrified. Not go. And sure enough, like he got Dolores Ed killed. And Dolores had said it. When he said he was going to, last week, when he said he was going to take part in the fighting, Dolores said, well, that's us fucked. And he was dead right. <laughs> yeah. How many times does the man need to be saved? Know your limits. He promises so much and delivers so little. He had early jitters, he's a coward, and he's a liability. Yeah. I think, like, I would put Gilly out there. I think Gilly would be much yeah. more effective in open battle than put Sam down with his kid, read nursery rhymes to him, and just keep Sam yeah. away from the battle. Like, how I don't think things were so... I know it was a, a bleak battle against the armies of death, but things weren't so bad that you needed Sam yeah, out there. Like, he's a good manager. He's a great... No, he's intelligent. He's a good tactician. Yeah. But as we know, sometimes like yeah. those great managers were never necessarily the best players. And he shouldn't be out on the pitch. He knows he should be on the pitch. And he's living off past glories. He killed a White Walker once. 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 once from and that was seasons ago. Yeah. And now he just thinks he should deserve an automatic starting spot. You have to just select on five. I also don't think he'd be a good manager. Reputation. I think he'd be more a good kind of stats guy in a money yeah. ball system yeah. Yeah. you know he's the one who's getting he's yeah. he's a scout almost like but getting blood have we agreed zero out of ten i think zero is really harsh. harsh for a man who stood up to the well, army if, you, if you survive the battle you have to get some kind of a point i think i'm giving him one <laughs> and a generous one <laughs> I, uh, this is a man who i've had top of our soundness rankings as the most sound yeah. people in westeros for the last two weeks so it's taken a lot for me to say this but i was very disappointed with his performance so now we're moving on to our key, three key players. The heart of your three-man backline. You've got Theon, you've got Bran, and you've got, of course, Arya, the star of it all. Mm. Let's start with Theon. Make you with Theon. Had no, you? I didn't. I will say, though, that Theon's performance just reminded me of, like, Paul McGrath and Giant Stadium, USA 94. Mm. Backs to the wall, never beaten, just clearing everything. And the, the Whites were his football, and yeah. the Viking was his Roberto Baggio. I, I mean, to me, Theon did a great job. Uh, performed f- far beyond his own capabilities there but what were like the idea of 
basically him and four guys fighting off the <laughs> off the white. Oh, bad plan <laughs> like, again. What yeah. were they? Yeah, it just seemed like a really strange idea uh, from the start, and I don't know how it took so long for the for the the dead people to to actually broach that forest. Well, but it was into the center of the. It's in the very very center of yeah. Winterfell as well. So they 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 weren't in the castle all that long, like in the battle. So had a lot of arrows. You think they would have yeah. had dragon glass arrows? Did anybody think of that? Oh, they did. Did they? Yeah, they were all killing. Yeah, were they? they were all dragon glass arrows. No. I'm pretty sure. Not bad. So, what was your ranking out of ten from Donny? I would give him like a six. I thought oh, he was I th- six. Wow. I Mate, what he, did you give him? Nine. I give him nine as well. Ah, no. It was it was I the ultimate that. redemption yeah. story. What what like I don't think he's in charge. He said right like, what did he do though? He just stood there and shot arrows like. He like, defended Bran yeah. until the last but like, second. Okay. It was a redemptive charge. I hate king. Yeah, and for the biggest coward in the show, like yeah. to get, get, show what he's done, like when he jumped off the boat when Yara was there, when like the amount when he didn't go with Yara at the time when she tried to rescue him, everything he's ever done has been cowardice, including even like taking Winterfell in the yeah. first place and his like his horrible actions. Everything has been cowardice, and then at the end he stood up and did what was right. Yawn, don't care, hate Theon, glad he's dead. God, that's interesting because I have to say, like, everyone's always hated Theon, and I haven't been mad about that story. And Bran is, I don't hate the Bran story as much as everyone else, but but my God, he is like, he is emotionless and boring, right? Yeah. But I didn't expect the only time that I would well up in the biggest ever episode of Game of Thrones would be the Bran basically giving Theon his redemption. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That was incredible. The only thing I would emotional. say in... Like, really? No. no it was heroic. It. None of those characters do it for me at all. That's amazing. Oh, it was like a heroic death, but at the same time, it was a bit stupid. Like, his tactics charging head-on at the night Yeah, game. could he not have just ha- held them off a little it bit? Was, yeah. It was really a kamikaze yeah. uh, tackle. <laughs> just stand and, back, like, and maybe yeah. delay him a bit He was more. never going to get the ball. No. Uh, he went in two-footed. It was a lunge, and I think yeah. he got what he deserved. It was a red end. card in there. Yeah, like, so maybe it's an, I, I might lower him down, but like a player as experienced as the Night King, you know, he's just going to step around yeah. that tackle and yeah, like. But maybe I think I still think he warrants an eight. Yeah, I don't, it just didn't do it for me. I to me, his death was so predictable, and like I, you could see it all set up when he decided to guard him. It, it, it just yeah, it goes to me. It just goes back to the larger tactical uh, flaws of the team, and yeah. like I know he was he was doing well with what he had to work with, but um, I was personally was happy that he was gone at the end. He did delay him, you know? Yeah. He absolutely did. Like in the end, whatever about yeah, I thought he held them anything off. else. Yeah, I think if you're going with a six and we're both at say the nine, I think eight's fair. Yeah, eight out of 10 we go. And now we're down to Bran. Bran is a difficult one. I had Bran and I had him down as zero to 10. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're, that's fair. He's, I think he's but, the only zero. I thought though, like, <laughs> I, I I presume when he was he lured the Wargan, trap. yeah exactly when he was uh, Rogan as the Ravens he was he was bringing like a lot of people were going what was he doing for the, all that time he went missing but like I presume that was him showing the Night King you know come luring him there uh, now I don't know if it needed he needed to do that for so long <laughs> like I mean he could just go yo I'm over here that's bro. interesting because like, a lot of theories out there that like Bran was off doing something else like well he could have been the what, previous what, long he, night or something yeah. trying to figure out his plactic but what good did it do I think he oh. was just the Raven the whole time watching the battle. Yeah. yeah, I think so he was just seeing what was happening. So that I had him down as an, a zero or ten until I was like, kind of, I don't know, maybe led astray by this thing that maybe he was working hard behind the scenes. He was doing a lot of unseen work, and maybe he was. But until that, maybe we'll revisit it later on in a couple of weeks until maybe some of that manifests. Yeah. But yeah. as of now, I think he still might be a zero out of ten because yeah. he did not. He literally did nothing only sit yeah. there, and That's he was emotionless even when it happened. Yeah, he had a human he moment no though, which was good to see. Somewhat yeah. human anyway. Yeah, the thing. 
like having somebody who can do this warging would be like a real tactical advantage to well, just yeah. warg into the into the dragon yeah yeah like the dead dragon yeah that's what i thought he might do you know and there, that would save the day you would think if this guy is so important to the show and he has so much power that like he would be bringing something to the show other than basically like it be he basically was like checking his instagram account for like half an hour yeah um i i just i was really hoping that night king got him or that they were going to be that they would the reveal that they were actually like i i foresaw like a sort of uh the time when uh scott hall and the other guy from the nwo joined <laughs> kevin nash kevin nash and hulk hogan was there and then they, like they re- did this big nwo reveal that's kind of what i saw that's what i yeah. foresaw i would, yeah. uh, i actually of, did actually use the words heel turn when yeah, i was yeah, watching yeah, it yeah, yeah. i kind of said i was <laughs> like <laughs> for a moment when the night king stood looking at him i was like I thought very much smile. expected yeah that for brand to stand up and like high five him or something <laughs> or shit <laughs> <laughs> like, the wheelchair's off in a room yeah, and it's literally when Hulk Hogan <laughs> joined the NWO <laughs> yeah. but I was fully expected yeah but he didn't thing. though and I think he needs I think one brand needs credit for not uh, you know deserting the living in this time when him definitely is somebody kind of in well, between no, he held on to you know the the realms of men or whatever it is the history of men that he is and also he did lure the trap it was his idea to do that and i think given a, that the battle was the entire manifestation of that plan as we said not not always great implementation it was ultimately what won it i think it and, and we're giving people fives and sixes all over the place here you gave gendry a six you didn't even do anything <laughs> you know surely brand deserves at least a five not a fight. Maybe he should have done a little bit more. I think, again, like I said before, not necessarily, you know, good managers don't necessarily make great players. I thought he was a good manager, good tactician, mm. but not a great player. And you have to, you have to uh, rate these people do, like, by assessing all of their capabilities and powers. Gendry, what could he really do? Yeah, like, he made a lot he of was, dragon glass. Yeah. He was handsome and he just did his thing and I think that's all yeah. you could expect. Give Ar- Arya a good kind of send-off in exactly. the battle where she yeah. ultimately... Another assist for Arya, actually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, but, I think uh, Gendry played, like you said, he maximized his capabilities. Yeah. capabilities. But Bran, who all we hear about is just how how much ability this guy has and, uh, you know, you, you, this young Stark guy coming through the team. Yeah. You, would, you just really would have... Um, he played within himself. It, yeah. I, very much. His so. siblings definitely, uh, definitely outshone him. Outshone him. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go. Like we've got Sam at zero out of ten at the minute. Yeah. Uh, Bran probably. Yeah, he did have, have contributed a little bit more in terms of his tactics, and also yeah. he did. You can't the get Night the King same there. thing as Sam yeah. when ultimately he was the one there at the yeah. end when we'll the Night him, King exploded. We'll give him two out of ten, maybe. Two out. Of- <laughs> this is outrageous. Go on. All right. uh, look. Donnie's raging because I, I didn't give him zero, and you're raging because I only gave him two. What am I supposed to do? I can't keep you all happy. Uh, what would you have him at? Oh, I had to give him a, a five. That's yeah. nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. You can't give I've him given five John a five. Like, yeah, and John did far more than. But John made a load of mistakes. Bran didn't make any mistakes. John killed ten whites in a row, as you said yourself. Yeah, at one, but that's there's just a million of them. Brief moment of the game. Yeah, like Bran did nothing. No, but he didn't make the mistakes that John made. So he just kind of, he held, held it steady. He stuck with the plan the entire way through. You can get also, through, I know you can get a good career of just hiding and not making mistakes. He was, but Jesus, he was, you have to put something on the line at some stage. Look, you have he was, to be, make a move. He was Neil Lennon. He wasn't. Stood in the centre of midfield, didn't do anything, but kind of didn't really do anything wrong either. Martin O'Neill, Ireland team. Making no, you know, trying not to make mistakes, but offering nothing. Yeah, going but you give him five out of ten, you'd say it was a bad rate. No, if his sister doesn't bail him out there, two was yeah. very low. If his sister doesn't come from nowhere and play the game of her life, 
I think we're looking at Bren like well, you've just cost the whole yeah, world but here. Bro. Yeah. He probably saw what was going to happen as well, so he was hero making an area, you know. That's uh, he didn't give her the dagger, I suppose, a couple of seasons ago. But you can't that we were, we're only a bit judging this on, on right. last night's okay. performance. Can I just rattle off a few quick ones? Yeah. Um, the dire wolf, the dog. I think you've mentioned the Jon Snow's management of him. I think he kind of does his own thing and like he's disappeared for a long time. Jon Snow's not managing when he's off camera. I think you've got to give him a three. <laughs> I don't think he had enough of a part to play at all. Ghost is one of the best. When when Rob Stark was, uh, I don't know if this is as much in the show as it is in the books, but when Rob Stark is out fighting all the wars and winning all those, like never lost a battle, etc. Grey Wind was the king of all those battles. He was going around tearing lads apart. Absolute warrior. Ghost yeah. is the exact same, and we've seen it in Hard Home and in a few other places that Ghost is that good. Where was he in the biggest battle of his life? Did Ghost Never come back up. from the early... I don't oh. think he recovered from the Do early Do we even instance. know it's Ghost? I hope we see if Ghost dies, for yeah. God's sake. But the like, last Direwolf. He just ran off. Racing off like a Dothraki, like he was getting like part of a cavalry. I think you know he was much better... Uh, suited towards the sort of the internal battles of Winterfell. Yeah. What was he? Why thinking? was he not guarding Bran? Exactly, I was about to say he was. He's much better up close and you know short passing game rather than this sort of long range. Yeah, up I'd and agree down, with John that three yeah, best rangey yeah. wings. Also, I just want to give the internet a, a three. Okay, <laughs> I give the internet no. I give the internet minus ten, minus 10. <laughs> particularly Google push notifications. Okay, before we get to those and and people on Twitter and Instagram yesterday, um, just like all of the fan theories that have been interesting to kind of consider over the last week are all dead. Like it's great, isn't it? Brand isn't the Night King. Um, Night King isn't going to win, to King's Landing. Basically, all of these theories that people have spent so much time sort of like cooking up and thinking about and daydreaming about, all not true. And uh, the internet, you know, it's nice to think about Game of Thrones. It's great that we have this little escape. But like, um, really, the internet took a big a big defeat yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big Down defeat both for Game of Thrones fans and also for a lot of uh, supposedly um, reputable websites mm. and industries such as Google who continuously sent me push notifications about how last night or Sunday night's episode had set up this big battle between uh, It's Daenerys so unfair. Like, when you are, like they it, are geotagged and they know that the episode hasn't been broadcast in, in the UK they also, yeah, like, well, enough, at a reasonable yeah, hour. Lucky enough, McGuffin doesn't, like she watches Game of Thrones just because I do. She didn't watch the first six or seven series. She got a push notification from Google yesterday saying, and it simply read, RIP Jorah Mormont. Like what? that's ridiculous. And then, is this useful or not useful? <laughs> it's, like, it's not fucking useful. And you swipe it away, and then it comes back five minutes later. Jeez. And like, it was annoying when it was like the result between Real Madrid and Granada coming up for four days on my phone that Madrid had lost three two or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> but it was it was absolutely <laughs> infuriating yesterday when I kept getting Game of Thrones push notifications. Um, we forgot about Sajora. Okay. Never gave him a rating. Oh Jesus, yeah. Surely a nine out of ten for him as well. well I thought he, he there to save Khaleesi. Did you he, have him? He'd, no, I didn't have him. He was poor early on, I thought. He went out with Dothraki and then came back. Shook his head. Yeah, shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> went back into the, into the dressing room. No, no <laughs> Yeah. He was meant to be leading this flank. And they didn't yeah. even flank anyone. They he's, just went, he went, went head on. Jesus, I'd say his kill count was pretty high, though. Yeah. All no, he the did, way through. He, he, recovered. I, he recovered. I gave him... Uh, I went. I had him 4 out of 10, and then I, I marked him up to a 9 out of 10. Yeah, he went out on his feet. I think he has extra marks for being like aware of dragon language. Like yeah. he, heard, he heard that dragon call at some stage. He's like, oh, I've got to go find Khaleesi somewhere. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And also yeah. being able to speak tongue. It was a big, it was a big thing at the start where uh, he was able to direct the Dothraki to raise their 
weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. I think like I mean, ultimately saved one of the big players. Like just was there yeah. and fucking died on his feet. Like I yeah. mean, that man was stabbed a good forty or fifty yeah. times. And also, when you think of what he's had to come back, like he's come back from major injury. Yeah, <laughs> and like, like, like first man to ever come back from grayscale and make it to an All Ireland yeah. final. This was like when uh, this chap is Dave Whelan. What sport were you comparing? I think it's the World Cup final. World Cup final. This was like when David Whelan broke his leg in the FA Cup final <laughs> against Blackburn Rovers for Wigan, but recover if he recovered in time to actually play. Yeah. Bert Troutman yeah and win the FA Cup the following season because um, I think that finished Whelan's career but uh, <laughs> I've got off on a tangent here are we happy with 9 out of 10 for Sir Jara yeah absolutely not a, a char- not a character I've liked over the years and no but I thought he did you well know, the night. You'd, be, you'd be harsh not to not to give him the, the benefit yeah. of the doubt this episode so finally died on his feet lastly Literally. but definitely not least yeah. Arya Stark 10 10 <laughs> yeah I think you'd, obviously you'd have to give her the highest yeah. Rating possible, she saved humanity. So, can Incredible I say at one point that this is Arya's debut as well? Like, it's her first battle. Yeah, you know, she's always she's been a one on one combat type person, she's never been in this battle format before. Mm-hmm. What a performance! Yeah, first she saves the hound's life with uh, an arrow from nowhere, then abandons the arrows, don't need them anymore. Gonna use her shikul spear, yeah, double sided, you know, in one two minute period with Davos looking on laughing and nobody else helping her. She killed 18 whites. <laughs> Outrageous. I counted them. 18. Now, there was one that was maybe a glancing blow that I didn't count that might have killed. I don't know. It could be 19, mm. right? I didn't count that as a kill. 18. Because you know? yeah, her expected whites was like around 10. I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her plus and minus yeah. on the, in the betting things was about 10, I would say. Yeah. And then we were hoping, you know. Then, look, she lost. She, look. It got a little bit overwhelming. There was a lot of kind of pressure on her down in the middle of the game. She did, but she survived um, the really weird library scene, you yeah. know, with a little bit of mouse and also a very quiet kill. How you shoved that spear through that dead person's throat and then let him place them down the ground. That is smart behavior. Needed a little bit of help. She glided from, along the ground there, really. Like you see, did, yeah. you like see some cat. of these. She was like, do you know, you see these players that are just, they, they seem to not. They seem to just be yeah, just traveling over the ground. You know, they're they're so good to watch. Yeah. Like, she was like a Yari Lippman in there. Mm. And I think <laughs> even though she was on the back foot and on defensive for those few scenes, I think one, she just needed a little bit of guidance, yeah. like Melisandre did. And also she was just finding her bearing. She just needed to get it, you know, catch her wind. Get yeah. her second she get get her second wind. It was exactly what she did. Reminded and, me of Peter Canavan in the two thousand five All Ireland final. Yeah, came where off. came off, took a little breather, knew okay, I need to rest here. I know how important I am to the team. I know the the sort of just the edge that I bring to, to my team and the lift I'll give them when I come back yeah. later on. And so it's and gonna score the winning goal. Exactly. You know, and then ultimately, Melisandre gave her that idea. There was a little bit of calm. Lucky that there was no whites around for that whole conversation, I will say, because everything yeah. just calmed down for a good five minutes mm-hmm. there. I think that, that's down to the door. Down to and, the door. And how they, they kind of put a table in front of the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was <laughs> funny. While Beric was dying and Arya was worried about it, the hound, which I think deserves him, like, yeah, we gave him the seven in the end. Like, I mean, he was all business. Table in front of the door there, lads, you know. Um, but look, they got that minute. He got, she got the idea. And she'd shown then, like, she was the only one that had the stealth to, to kind of sneak up on them to maybe lure them the wrong way they weren't expecting her she's underrated underestimated sure. and then that sleight of hand what a move yeah. at the end like, like I mean that's that's you know Dame Lillard winning the yeah. you know with the, the last it's, second it's three Dennis pointer, you know? turning, um, who was yeah. the Newcastle defender was it Dabazas or uh, I can't remember who it was back there probably was before his time yeah. um, but when he flicks the ball one way turns the other yeah. it was outrageous I also think that she's a perfect example of 
hard work paying off. You mm-hmm, can see yeah. like that wasn't, you know, that was her staying back after training in our earlier ages, earlier years. That was her putting in the groundwork. Everything built up to it. She she went and she learned from the best in every way. Yeah. yeah. In terms of, with, you know, she learned how to become a good fencer, yeah. a good swordsman. Then she learned how to fight a bit dirty with the hound. She learned, the, you know, from the faceless men, she learned sure. stealth and that thing like we said, that bit, little bit of... Uh, Guile, as yeah. John Giles would yeah. call it. She, yeah. you know, she showed and, and also managed to stay under the radar the whole time. Like, I mean, she killed an entire castle full of people, and yeah. like, you know, still underestimated. Like, the there's nobody talking the about Arya. Like, I mean, that, that that those days are gone now. She's gonna be, a, she's gonna be a, a, you know, a hounded person, a hounded uh, player from now on. Sure. Yeah. But like to stay under the radar at this moment until the biggest moment of her career is phenomenal work. And unlike a lot of her peers, she had no fear in going abroad to the sort of the continental leagues exactly. to sort of ply her trade, yeah. learn from, learn from, I guess, different cultures of of killing, <laughs> where. where like she comes from this culture where, you know, these northern people they all do it their way and it works for them. Yeah. But like, she just went out there. She went on loan for a few years. She was out there in Bravos and all these kind of things. And you could really see all of that. The, you know, the 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 continental game really sort of stood to her at the most. Yeah, yeah. And then when moment. she came to a crossroads in her career, she could have taken the selfish option, gone down to Westeros, maybe kill Cersei or whatever it would have yeah. been, which would have been just really, you know playing around in the lower leagues or a team lower in the league and being the standout player there or taking that risk to be the small fish in the big pond and go up to a big team like John's team in Winterfell. Yeah. And she's shone. She's really blossomed, I think. Yeah. And ultimately, she was also someone that was very, very cool under pressure because, you know, like when we watched like really seasoned campaigners like Grey Worm, like just wiping the sweat off. He wasn't happy. He has something to live for now and all. Yeah. Arya's going out. She's getting the she's getting the ride the night before. She goes to battle. I was battle. about to say, you know, this is like one of the most memorable nights in her career when you think about it because there aren't many players who lose their virginity and kill the Night King. Mm-hmm. In the same it's night. same night. No, it's not many at all. Like it's and, one of the very few. But like just cool as a breeze throughout. What a, what a pro. And it puts to bed any of these, you see some uh, sports managers saying, you know, sex before... Uh, match days is forbidden and that kind of thing yeah. i think i think it's a great advertisement for getting it on ahead of a game day yeah yeah just kind of pressure a little bit you know yeah. did you did you see like when this was all when the stage was being set a few years ago did you did you just foresee aria com- becoming this important to the show or becoming the central character really no i saw i knew she was going to i, th- I saw potential that she, she could become a big a big player but I would have had her down as I don't know your your Deli Alley or your Christian Eriksen, not your your Harry Kane, Harry not Kane. the main. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It obviously hasn't been set up that way, but I think a lot of people. She's been really, really good in the show, and I don't I don't want to make it a show book thing, but a lot of people who've like read the books for a long, long time and all do have Arya as a kind of a. Everyone just sees her as a special character, and I think. But it was never really going to be set up that she was going to be the kind of the one true hero or the, yeah. the, the prince that was promised or whatever it is that everyone was like, is it Danny, is it John? You know, and I still don't know if it is. Maybe this was her moment and maybe the two of them kind of take the lead again now going forward into mm. the into the next round of the final. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, I mean, there was always that feeling that Arya is being underestimated and she is kind of, she is the one who's actually becoming this world-class warrior. 
because her career seemed like it maybe had plateaued yeah. even though she's qu- quite young she seemed like she had maybe plateaued in the Bravosi league for a few years there but um she you're going back to that metaphor where if it kills you <laughs> i love it and i'm gonna keep it going yeah i think uh if you look at this as a game that's over two legs she has been the standard performer of the first leg i think she may have given it all in, mm-hmm. that, in this opening leg I don't know if she's going to have it in her for the second leg yeah. it's such a major role I think she's like the if fact you look that they'll be playing different opponents is it's more of a semi-final I suppose actually yeah. I've been calling it a final the whole time because it was probably the bigger game Yeah, but ultimately that was just the look to draw and the two teams it's like the Warriors are playing the the um, the Rockets now and like you know it's not even the Western Finals but yeah. for all intents and purposes the NBA Finals sure yeah. but that's what they, this was only a semi-final they've still got to go on they've still got to do the job down in King Landing, they've yeah. got to go away from home. Yeah, I think they you can know, do, I can do the job. They can do the job. Without they're down her. a lot of players. The, yeah. the sports metaphor I walked away from the episode with was Bayern Munich up one nil in the '99 Champions League final with a minute to go. Yeah, like how do you you don't lose that game? No, no. And Arya is basically Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, and, and in ten years' time, she's just going to be a really annoying manager who's not very good. <laughs> She won't, she won't park in John's spot uh, but anyway we are going to have to wrap this up uh, we might <laughs> we enjoyed this so much we might even come back next week for another player ratings if there is another battle um, but be- until then make sure to subscribe to Balls.e podcast we will be out uh, with a GA podcast later this week we also have our rugby podcast up right now this week's episode features who does it feature Mick? it features uh, Three Red Kings that people know as the Munster the Munster blog on Twitter so um, Tom Savage the, the operator an owner of that we're speaking to him it's a brilliant interview I actually I wasn't going to do the plug here but it is honestly one of the best uh, interviews we've done on the show and people should absolutely listen to it so listen to that now and also check out the Rewind on Ball Study it's our brand new pop culture section and until we chat again mind yourself <laughs>